Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding, the once-a-year podcast. I'm your host, Drawplay Dave Rapocio, and I'm not making that joke just because we are never doing podcasts anymore, but because it's the first podcast of 2020, the only podcast we've done this year, so I was technically correct. With me, as always, is my fellow New Year's baby, Sam Grezis. Yes! Hello, I am the New Year's baby, and I'm just going to say that this is probably the first podcast overall in 2020. Yeah, no one else we has recorded a podcast. No one, no one did it yet, and we're the first I was kind of surprised, because we're recording this on the second. It's like, people had, like, 40, 40-ish hours to to make a podcast already, and they haven't, but we did. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, jeez, like, everybody's getting lazy except us, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I listen, it's rise and grind 2020. Let's get it. Anyway, we're finally through all the holiday season bullshit. We're both a little sick still, so we may descend into death once more, but at least we'll go down swinging in playoff season, which is what I'm very, very excited about. We're just going to get straight into it. Playoffs. The playoffs are here. Can I? I didn't realize that. This one was the last week of it last week. Oh, you didn't I, realize it was week 17? I, I don't, you thought there I, were like, more for games? For some reason, I feel like the playoffs always start in mid-January, and I'm always surprised when, like, I mean, early January, right? And I think it's because of the holiday season that, like, time, like, becomes a vortex that you never know what day it is because it's the week between Christmas I th- I th- and th- I think the problem this one was is that New Year's ended in the middle of the week. So yeah, this feels yeah. super early. Like, this wildcard weekend is, what, the 4th? The yeah, 4th and 5th. The 4th thir- and 5th. The, the, the so it feels like it's very early when we've had wildcard weeks start in the second week of January because week 17 was on, like, the 1st of January before. Right, right. So I, I think we've just been discombobulated by the timing of New Year's. Mm-hmm. That, that, that scans. I just... I, I literally looked i was like oh i wonder who's playing next week like i feared oh people clinch a bunch of people clinched wild card spots i wonder what's up with that and then i was just like oh oh yeah wait shit that was the that yeah the the season's over fuck okay it's all over everything happened we got our playoff games and seeds and everything all set up and i gotta say like you, I'm very excited for this weekend slate. Yeah, we were we were literally talking as bef- right before we hit record. I was like, ah, God, I'm just so excited for this weekend because every single one of these games, I, like, I am not super confident picking any one of them. None of them. None of them. No, All of these yeah. games could go either way. And I think everyone will make the joke about the one particular game, but I think we can get to that yes. down the road. Yep. But we should probably start with the earliest game, which is we get to see Bills Texans. Yeah, yeah, two ten six teams. I feel like the Texans are are like the team in the playoffs this year, or at least in the AFC side that everyone kind of just didn't really think about. They just kind of made the playoffs, mm-hmm. and nobody was just like, "Oh wow, the Texans are the playoffs." Or the Texans do really good. The Texans just kind of like made the playoffs and won the division and everyone's like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Deshaun Watson's having a good season and all that stuff. Well, the, the, I think part of the reason um, behind that is that they started off the season, not convincing at all. And then they, none of those teams did. If I remember correctly, like the Colts were winning the division for like the first fourth 
of the season, I want to say. They were yeah. they were doing pretty good. Like the Colts were in the lead and then they fell apart. The Titans got off to a slow start. The Jags got off to a mediocre start and then, and then and plummeted. Then fell off a cliff, yeah. But the Texans Texans just kind of like stayed steady. Yeah, just literally and, like oddly consistent except well, like minus a couple of like I'm trying to look. They don't really have any soup super bad losses i mean you, the loss to the colts in week seven doesn't look great uh the loss to carolina in week four definitely doesn't look great now but they also beat the patriots yeah so they beat, like they beat the patriots um they they crushed atlanta although atlanta was you know not... atlanta was very weird this season yeah like they weren't yeah. they were terrible but they weren't like consistently terrible right Again, they would occasionally is, be really good and it was baffling this is why i think it was down to a matt ryan injury that he is kind of over now but you know we've we've gone over that in previous weeks um but yeah and they 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 tended to also play a bunch of bad teams close um throughout the whole season like uh they couldn't put away the buccaneers um they yeah they lost to denver um just three weeks ago i mean it's it's i don't know it's it's just kind of a they they played uh, most of the time they played up and down to their competition um with the exception of the atlanta game uh and then you got the baltimore game where they got put in the garbage can and then uh this most most recently uh uh the tennessee game yeah so Texans are the fourth seed. Bills are the fifth seed. Bills had a great season. Yeah, I, yeah, like lots to like if they, you're a Bills fan. Yeah, this is this is. I mean, they made the playoffs two years ago, but it it, it was almost one of those playoffs that I I went over this in the comic a little bit. But like the sixth seed is almost like the seed that doesn't count. Yep, in a lot of ways because the fifth seed when when you're looking at playoff teams, usually there's two teams that don't deserve much of your respect and it's right the fourth seed and the sixth seed the fourth seed is just the worst division winner yeah, yeah. they were they were they were the winners of the weakest division in the conference that year that's basically what it is and that's kind of what the texans were like all the other conferences in the afc maybe not the afc west were a little bit stronger mm-hmm. but the uh, the sixth seed is also like oh I guess we have to fill out an even slot yeah so yes it because can't be it can't be just five because the the fifth seed always has like this distinction of usually wrapping up that seed before week seventeen and it essentially the fifth seed is the best team that's stuck at a conference with a better team. That's right. basically what it is. It's always a very good team that just happens to be stuck at a conference with one of the best teams in the conference that year, which yes. is what happened with the Bills. The Bills were a good team this year, but they're stuck in the same division as the Patriots, so they were never going to win the division. Mm-hmm. But they're still worthy, and they get that honorable fifth seed. The sixth seed is just like, we, we got to fill in some space so the it, fifth yeah, seed is kind of like the the best, right? It, it it's like the best of the middle of the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's like the best mediocre team that got a few extra bounces. 
that's that's more or less what the sixth seed is. I will say I'm going to walk that back immediately because I'm incredibly excited about the sixth seed yeah. in the AFC. This but, this year seems. I mean, I don't know how different it's going to be, but it feels a little bit different this year that the sixth seed won't just immediately. This is this is one of the first years that the AFC playoff conference has been genuinely interesting yes just agreed in general completely it feels every single game everything feels a little bit more competitive and part of that is just due because the fact that the patriots are more flawed looking this year than they've been in the past decade it's true but it's also just like everybody's kind of beating each other up a little bit and the two the two wild cards are both kind of hot yeah yeah with bills texans we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna get our first big battle uh saturday at I guess it's 1.30 Eastern time. So mm-hmm. I don't know who to think is going to win in this game because the Bills' defense is great, but their offense is... Uh. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, right? It's you, they, They've been really inconsistent all year. And the Texans are, like, good, but it's also, like, they're not great. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, this is... One of the things I love about this, and if... If you're reading my comic, it's a playoff bandwagon guy. If you're reading my comic when you listen to this, which is going to be Friday or later, uh, basically one of one of my favorite things about football is the playoff chaos factor, mm-hmm. which is essentially this this idea that unlike the rest of the professional, the the big four sports like basketball, hockey, uh, what, uh, baseball. In, the even, NFL, even soccer the, too, to to some extent, you get that in in like round robin play and in group play. It isn't yeah. just one game until you. That's get the thing. To like it's a single game elimination in the NFL. So you could be the best team in the league if you have a bad day. If yep. you play subpar football for three hours, or you just get unlucky with some fumble breaks or some bad weather, something like that. Everything goes up in flames, and that's what makes the NFL playoffs so great because legitimately anything could happen at any moment. And now, a lot of the times, the the top seeds still win, the best teams still win, but there's that sense of well, who knows what the fuck is going to happen. That's one right. of the reasons why the uh, the Giants' two recent Super Bowls are so great. Neither of those teams were the best teams in the league that year, but shit went weird. But it's football, in the playoffs. Yeah. And it's great. The Packers, when they were the sixth seed, I think that I think they were the sixth seed when they won the Super Bowl with Rodgers. They just things got lucky and broke their way, and it it's just chaos, and it's mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. So Bills Texans, it really kind of doesn't matter who the better team is. It's just who's the better team or the luckier team for three hours. Right, right, and well, here's here's the thing, and that this is this is. Another reason why I think this game is really interesting is both the Bills and the Texans have been relatively consistent, except for a few games that they absolutely shit the bet on, right? Mm. I, I, it's, it's, it's not, like, consistency is key in the playoffs, and this is not to, we'll, we'll get there, but this is a big part of why I think that this season will be telling for the Patriots. This postseason will be telling for the Patriots and why I'm kind of not afraid to jinx it. You know, um, they are usually one of the only teams in the league that seems, uh, what is it? Immune to the any given Sunday kind of thing where like anything can happen all the time, whatever. 
I uh, went over this in my Monday comic, but the Patriots are probably one of the only teams in the NFL that seems to understand the one game at a time nature yes. that football actually is. And that's right. what that's that's always been their strength is their flexibility to prepare for the next game. They right. don't get ahead of themselves. Now, now the the thing with the Texans and the Bills is both of them again have been like solid all year. You know, except for a few. Houston has lost a few in humiliating fashion. Um, and Buffalo, I like, what is Buffalo's worst loss? I'm trying to look um, at it right now. I mean, the New England beat them by a touchdown. That's fine. I mean, New York, I guess, beat them last I feel like they had an... Yeah, I think they had a, an embarrassing loss kind of oh, late the in the Eagle, season. Oh, the Eagles, the Eagles beat them in uh, week eight, 31 to 13 which doesn't they lost to the browns i remember that was it the browns yep the browns 16 to 19 like they should have beaten the browns yeah yeah uh so so that's that's the thing is i think that the texans implosions have been maybe a little bit more um notable just because they have let people hang points on like a lot of points on them uh given i will say i feel like the the bills had an easier schedule true True. The Bills. Uh, the Bills didn't have to play the Ravens, right? The Bills didn't have to play the. Ravens. No, they did play the. They did play the Ravens. They lost what to them they? on the uh, week fourteen, early December. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they gave them a game. That's fair. That's fair. I was looking and I I just saw ball, buff 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 and I didn't see. That yeah, it's, ball, it's, the Bills had to play the NFC fair. East, which is a fucking joke this season. Yeah. Absolute yes. Yes. dumpster fire, and I think they won. No, they the only team they didn't beat was the Eagles. The Eagles, they beat, yeah. <laughs> they beat the rest of them. They also got to play the Jets and the Dolphins, mm-hmm. which outside the meaningless last game where they weren't playing for anything, they they won all those games. Yeah, and they yeah, also Matt Barkley started it. You know, Matt Barkley and then, threw for two hundred and thirty-two. So, and then they also played the AFC North, which outside the Ravens wasn't particularly special no 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 not at all actually we didn't we didn't know that you know coming in i i think we both thought the Bengals would be okay yeah the texans had to play the nfc south which is a better conference yeah and the what looks like the it looks like the afc west which Mm -hmm. outside the chiefs was largely eh. yeah they weren't the worst but like it the Texans definitely, I think, had a harder schedule than the Bills did. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So this is definitely a... Maybe the Bills are a little overrated, but again, if you if you clinch a, a, a playoff spot in Week 15, you're not a bad team. I also, Even if you had a weak schedule, you're not a bad team. I also think that... that a lot of folks and this is this is something that I feel like gets lost in a lot of analysis um cuz cuz we end up talking about rings and wins losses and like you know if you lose a game there that's that's it and you're bad and you're worse right but mm-hmm. i really think you got to look at respectable losses especially when you look at the bills schedule right the bills lost to two super bowl favorites by a combined two touchdowns right yeah i and like i you know i i get so i get the argument you're making over the week schedule right 
Um, and yeah, they, the Bills kept it. The only team that really blew up the Bills was the Eagles, which yeah. was just kind of fluke. a fluke. I, mean, I don't know what you're gonna say about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yes, I'll, I'll give you that the Bills had an easier schedule. I and I just wanna the hard games that the Bills played, the few hard games that they had, um, the few like games that in retrospect they should have lost. Um, they they put up a fight and they were in those games for a really long time. They were in that Patriots game the whole way through. They like almost pulled it out in the end, but then they didn't. Yeah. Cause Here, the one know. thing I've noticing about the Texans schedule is they I don't think they relied on their defense at all. This was yeah. an offensive team. Pretty yes. much every win they have, they're putting up 20 plus points. Yeah, they Houston beat the Falcons by like 53, 53 to 32, which is obscene and all all their losses were pretty low scoring games at least on their side so the bills strong defense may may be the problem the texans Mm -hmm. are pretty good at getting into shootouts Mm -hmm. but i don't know if they're a grinded out kind of team which is kind of what you need to do to beat this bills team the bills are a grind you hold you down get just enough points to beat you or the Texans are gun gung ho, go for it. Yeah, well, especially because like, if they want to, pl- if if they get dragged into one of those kind of, you know, ugly, like ten to seven games, man, I-, I don't trust Carlos Hyde to win that game. Do you? No. We should move on like, to the other games because we've yes, already we spent should. a lot of time I, on this. This is one. like one of the least interesting games on the schedule, I know. too. And I'm just like, I, I know. can't stop talking about it. I'm sorry. The other AFC game, we actually get the AFC on uh, Saturday and then the NFC on Sunday. Yeah. The other AFC game is the Patriots' first wild card uh, round uh, since 2009. Uh, yes. Which is yes. incredible. They they stumbled at the finish line, which is amazing. They let the Dolphins do their stupid thing, and now they have to go against Ryan Tannehill, one of the quarterbacks who actually has experience beating the record. Patriots. Yep, yep. And the Titans are like sneaky surging. Derrick well, Henry has come sneaky, on in the dude. last half of the season, and it's—I mean, it's sneaky because it's the Titans, and people still it's, kind of forget that's they fair. exist. That's fair. But like they've been—they've been like super, if you've been paying attention to the lately. Titans, like their last uh, the last section of month, the last month, they were—it was like oh shit. I want this team in the playoffs. This yeah. team is fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I. You can see, and it's, and it's, you know, you never know how much this is lip service because it is all lip service. Everyone's like, "Oh, Tom Brady. Oh, Bill Belichick. You're like, you're. What are you gonna do to? How do you feel about being Super Bowl favorites or whatever?" And they're like, "We have to. Hey, we have to play the Titans." And this isn't going to be – this at least doesn't look A lot like. of people have pointed out that this is probably the worst matchup they could have gotten. Yes. Yes, it's true. I agree. The Titans The Titans are this power-running team that has the ability to throw on the run and improvise with Tannehill, and their defense is pretty decent, mm-hmm. which the Patriots' offense doesn't scare anyone this year. The Patriots' no, it offense it is bad. They, it's, they have it's, scored enough points in their wins, right? They they that that's kind of what the Patriots have been is a strong defense and and an offense that can score enough points. Mm-hmm. It's been a very opportunistic defense, a defense yes. that's been playing for the turnover and succeeding a lot mm-hmm. of the times because they're taking good chances. But 
Like, their offense doesn't scare anyone. This is the first time in a long time that the Patriots' offense doesn't really scare anybody. The offensive line is completely banged up. Brady looks old. He's got nobody worth a damn to throw to. Like, Brady is finally in the position that a lot of other great quarterbacks get into sooner than this. Yes. Like, a lot of other great quarterbacks get stuck in this situation where all of a sudden, like, the talent around the offense has kind of peeled off, and all of a sudden they look worse. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe football's a team sport, and the quarterback's performance is dependent on a lot more than just himself. This is Patriots this is offense is not great this year. This is something that always frustrates me when we have, and not to, like, tangent too hard but when we have what i'm trying to say is that tom brady is a system quarterback yeah 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 and i don't know why that's so controversial every quarterback is a system quarterback yeah i and you can't the 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 reason and just to the reason that i i think it's really hard to um to call tom brady the greatest quarterback of all time is the same reason it's hard to call any quarterback the greatest quarterback of all time but it's doubly so because Bill Belichick has always, almost always, given Tom Brady one of the best offensive lines in the country, right? Like, his wide receivers have have been up and down. He's most of the time always had Gronk to throw to as a release valve, but most teams have that one release valve if they're good and have a good quarterback. The thing that makes it hard to judge... Tom Brady's skill, like it's impossible to judge Tom Brady's skill in a vacuum because he's only played for this one team in this one system, right? Yeah, that's it. And no other, no other quarterback has played for this team in this yeah. system well, over and, the same well, period of time. When, Every... and, hey, when they have, mediocre quarterbacks have looked really good. 11 and four with Matt Castle. Yes. Or 11 and five with Matt Castle. Just remember that. 11 and five. With Matt Castle, Jimmy Jimmy G looked pretty good too. Mediocre he quarterback did. Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely. <laughs> <true>. <laughs> so yeah, this is the first Patriots playoff game that I'm actually looking forward to watching because I've greatly enjoyed Derrick Henry just yeah. demolishing people this season. The Titans and Ryan Tannehill are just fun, and the Patriots look more beatable than they have in a long time. They've never won the Super Bowl in a year that they've had to play in the wild card round. Right. So that. That bodes well. That I, said, I I will I will say my piece is that because football is a one game at a time thing, there's no coach in the league that I trust more to prepare for that yes. in the right way than Bill Belichick. The Agreed. difference this year is going to be the lack of talent on the Patriots offense that's going to hold them back. Yeah, can it can they make up for it? And I like I'm going to like call it now they they probably can. <clears throat> The Patriots are a better team than the Titans. I think it's I think it's literally down to like is there like NBA Jam or NFL Blitz like he's on fire magic happening like momentum magic happening for the Titans. Yeah, they just come out red hot and and the Patriots just kind of can't stop. Well, no matter what, if the Patriots win this weekend, no matter what, they go and play the Chiefs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the lowest yeah. the lowest seed ends up playing the Ravens. So no matter if the Ra- if the Patriots win, no matter what, they will play the Chiefs. Yes. Yeah. That's tough. Man, I the the Patriots have a tough road to the Super Bowl this year. They do. If if they beat the Titans, which 
Theoretically, they should. Yeah, they, they have should. to go into Kansas City, which they did last year. But Kansas City started finding itself late this season because they kind of had some injuries and stuff early on. But then they got to go through presumably Baltimore because I yeah, don't presumably I, either Baltimore or I think most likely like if it's not Baltimore, it's probably going to be the Texans. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's the way I w- I would see this shaking out. I I don't I don't see any scenario where the Ravens don't end up in the championship game. I it's really I, like I don't want to jinx anything. It's really hard to see something like that happening given given the matchups, right? Given the way yeah that these teams are structured. The Ravens are without a doubt probably the best team in football right now, and they're going to f- play the Bills, the Texans, or the Titans, depending on like whatever the outcomes end up being. Right. I I see them beating all of those teams. Yes. I even see them beating the Patriots. So I don't I don't see a scenario where the Ravens are not in the championship game. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see who does end up playing them. Right, right. That's the thing. Is are we gonna get are we gonna get the Ravens Patriots match that everyone wants to see? And like I, I don't know, man. I I remember I was like on Twitter being like doing the thing that I do on Twitter where I talk loud and and fun, like whatever and i'm just completely 100 percent sure of my opinions but like i don't know man i don't know how likely it is that the patriots make it to the afc conference championship game this year and i'm I'm like gonna be tough that's the thing is they've got a really tough road the afc is really strong this year and the road to that championship game goes through three like goes through three very good teams three the only way the patriots can go can have a home game after this one is if somehow the texans no like yeah no i guess if the texans go all the way through to the championship game and the patriots go all the way through the championship game the the patriots would have a home yeah yeah yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, or i guess if the bills also go through they basically the patriots would have to get to the championship game and have one of the other the bills or the texans yeah have beaten the upset yeah, one of the the second teams to go in, so it's yeah. it's going to be tough. It's going to yeah. be interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited I'm, for it. I'm really, I am really, really excited. I again, there is a like, like I am, I'm, you know, I'm not going to pick the Titans. I'd be very happy if they if they win, but I wouldn't be as surprised as I would in previous years. I don't know. Like there, there's there are a lot. There's this is definitely an upset watch game, right? Yeah. This is this is a game that's going to be worth watching, really, no matter what. Probably the first Patriots game worth watching mm-hmm. in a while because they're mortal and the Titans are yes. fun. Yes. Yeah. Vikings at the Saints. Oh, this we game got is going to uh, be a fuck ton of fun, dude. <laughs> this oh gonna man, be awesome. there's going to be a lot of uh, replays of a particular uh, oh, yeah. thing that happened last time these two teams met in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Neither of these teams are as good no, as they no, were that no, year. No, no. Yeah. The Saints, uh, I feel like the Saints have been kind of underperformed a little bit this season. Yeah, which is weird like they're, to say they're about still a 13 good. And 3 team. Like, they're still good, but I feel like they're just not the same good that they were the past two years. Yeah. Yep. Something about it. And the Vikings, the Vikings, they, they're they like the playoff team. And I'm personally rooting for the Vikings because I want Kirk Cousins to show all the people what's up. Mm-hmm. But... Like the Vikings are also not particularly inspiring, right? Yeah, I, I mean they're they're more inspiring now than they were, right? That yeah. Stephon Diggs has kind of 
become a real football player again. Um, and like Kirk Cousins is now, I don't know, seems is to be Dalvin on the same Is Dalvin Cook page. still hurt or is he healthy again? I, th- I think he's healthy. I think he's going to be playing. I kind of like lost track of the Vikings for like the second half of the season because it looked like they were going to make the playoffs right. as a wild card team. So I was kind of like, okay. And I just kind of stopped paying attention to them and they did exactly what I expected them to. Okay. Vikings running back Dalvin Cook says he'll be at full strength for the Saints games. Cool. 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 So it looks like actually the Vikings should be fairly healthy. All right. This <laughs> will hopefully be a good matchup. I, I think the Saints are going to win because I think the Saints are just a better team. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I think feel bad for really the Vikings. I think the Vikings drew the short straw on who they're playing this weekend. Yeah, they really did, man. They really, really did. I think they would have had a better chance against the Seahawks or the Eagles yeah, well, than dude, they do against course. the Saints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It kind of sucks. But, uh, I mean, the Viking, okay. Vikings fans are used to this, right? Like, not not to they, be they a are. shitter, right? But, like... I've heard I don't think, rumors I don't think that they're even... thinking about getting rid of Mike Zimmer. Have you seen some of this? No. Like, what? There's, don't there's do that. Some rumor... I don't think. I, I know. think that's not a good idea. No, Mike Zimmer's a good coach. Why on earth? It's one of those stupid, dumb situations where a fan base's expectations have been warped. Yeah. Because Mike Zimmer's gotten to the playoffs multiple years during his six-year tenure uh, they've been fairly competitive the entire time he's been there, and like nobody remembers now. Before, and now they're the kind of like, times. well, they haven't gotten further. Like, it, no, you need a coach that gets your team consistently to the playoffs. Yeah, that's what you need. All you have to do is get to the playoffs. If you can get a like a first round buy, that kind of thing, that certainly helps your cause. It's very beneficial. But if you have a coach that can consistently, reasonably consistently get your team to the playoffs, that's what you need. You just mm-hmm. need one hot run. Agreed. Winning in the NFL playoffs is a lot harder than people seem to think it is. Yeah. yeah. It's there, There's a lot of luck involved. So if you have a coach that can consistently get you to the dance, eventually you might get that lucky streak. I, I just can't. It's so odd to me that people seem to forget bef- the before times. Yeah. From before. Like, do you want to go Zimmer. back to Leslie Frazier? Vikings? Yeah, dude. I, I, man, I remember when the when the Vikings were like, when when the the rivalry between the Vikings and the Bears was something that people in Chicago like just didn't like. Oh, they they care more about this game than we do, right? It was it, the Vikings were a mediocre team for a pretty long time. I mean, in, in like, you know, obviously time dilates when you're talking about football seasons, but like, I, I don't, is it weird to say that I feel like Mike Zimmer doesn't get enough respect for like solid year over year, like improvement One in building this 100%. team? Like it, Mike Zimmer should have been a head coach long before he was like Mike Zimmer. I think it's just cause he's so kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. Like he he's he's brash when you hear him talk because he, he he doesn't like mince words, but he's not an overly boisterous on the sideline screaming kind of guy. So right. he kind of like fades into the background really easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if if Vikings fans legitimately want Mike Zimmer gone, they're stupid. Mike Zimmer's a good coach. You don't it's get rid so, of that. Yeah, it's so weird. And now we get to the other game. Seahawks at the Eagles. 
basically the NFC East offered up the Eagles. Eagles managed to get their shit together just enough to back their way in because the Cowboys just really fucked it up. Mm-hmm. Eagles are not an inspiring presence, but the thing is, like, they're at home. They've been finding ways to grind out wins, even though they're starting, like, your uncle at wide right. receiver. Yeah. It's weird. The Eagles should not win this game, but if they do... It, it kind of feels like they have to, though. Yeah. I'm not sure, tr- but this is the way the movie goes, right? Like, they win the wild card game and then flame out the next round, and it's a, it's a, it's an impossible, like... Like, I do not see the Eagles beating, like, the Niners. No, no, but they can beat the Seahawks. They can, they, I they feel like. They can beat the Seahawks. If the, Se- the Seahawks are prone to the occasional just fucking dumb shit game... Mm-hmm. And this is definitely a situation. They have to fly east, which is not good for them. Right. They they're going to a hostile environment. The Eagles have experience. Like it, the the Seahawks should beat the Eagles, but I feel like every time we've been in this situation where there's a like there's a really bad division winner going up against what should be a superior wild card, the division winner does a lot better than you think they're going to. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. There's a very possible chance that the Seahawks aren't even considering the Eagles a real threat to yeah, beat them. Right. And they're considering yeah. them basically just a stepping stone to the real fight next week. And then the Eagles that are going to claw for everything they get yeah. and upset them. I would not be surprised to see the Eagles win this weekend. Me me either. I, I Again, it would be... It would be... A, like, an upset, right? But this is... This kind of seems to be... I, I'm I'm a big believer in like trajectories, right? And like in momentum, I think that gets kind of underplayed, especially if it's continued momentum and it is momentum that isn't just like, oh, they're scoring a lot in one game. It's like week over week progress and identity of a team. They've won the last four weeks in a row. Uh, I, this is yeah, dude. Carson Wentz's first playoff game. We don't know what he could do yet. It's. I, I I think they could. I I think that I think that it's also something that the Eagles have like, you know, to their to their. I guess I don't want to say to their detriment, but like it's annoying when you talk to Eagles fans. They have a similar chip on their shoulder to Boston fans. It's like we never get respected. Blah 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 blah. Um, I think that the fact that even Philly fans right now judging at least by ray or like oh man we really lucked into the playoffs we're gonna get our asses kicked uh i think that that's gonna work in the eagles favor i i really feel the, i really feel this like is eagles the have upset to, to watch yeah this is this is the upset to watch like i honestly almost feel like there's a better chance of the eagles beating the seahawks than the titans than the beating titans. the patriots i, I would agree with that i would agree there's with something that. about the fact that the eagles should get blown out that makes me go Actually, they're going to win this game. I don't buy it. Yeah. They're going to win this game. It's going to be stupid. The Seahawks are going to lay an egg. They're not, they're like, the Eagles are going to get off to like a fast start. And the Seahawks are going to be like falling asleep. And then it's going to hit like the third quarter. And the Seahawks are going to be like, oh shit, are we going to lose this game? (laughs) And they're going to put up a fight and a comeback. But then the Eagles will get like a late touchdown. And the Seahawks just. They just put themselves in a hole for too long before realizing, oh shit, we actually, you know, have to pay attention to what we're doing here. Yeah. That's yeah. why I think I don't think the Seahawks are gonna take the Eagles seriously and it's gonna bite them in the ass. 
I I completely agree with that. I completely agree. I also think that this is the time where the Eagles like this one game. If if you're if you are trotting out this like completely depleted lineup, the Eagles don't have anything to lose, right? They're not no, necessarily playing for, for the Super Bowl. They are playing. They're they're doing by necessity the one week thing, right? Yeah, because they can't they can't try and plan for the future because it's like i we don't even know like they're how duct many taping they don't know what injured. leaks are gonna spring yeah, for dude. next week like they're just throwing duct tape on every single hole they can find putting it out there and being like please god work which means that we're gonna see a lot of trick plays i think at least i think we're gonna see a lot of really weird ass play calling really kind of aggressive and exciting play calling out of the eagles and I am I'm just really excited for it. I think it's gonna be great. I think it's gonna be pretty great too. I I'm legitimately kind of excited for this game. I I hope it's not the boring result of the Seahawks just blowing them up. Yeah, yeah. I that's always a possibility, right? Because out of all these games, like that's the one that most looks it like could it be. could be it could just be a dull blowout. Mm-hmm. But I my upset senses are tingling. Yeah, with the Eagles Seahawks, mm-hmm. I, I I got you, I got you there. It's and I think it's really only one way or the other. I don't think the Seahawks win that win it in a close game. I think either the Eagles win it in a close game or the Seahawks jump out to like a two score lead and the Eagles never get within seven points, right? Yeah, like I I think that those are kind of the only re- th- those are the only outcomes I can foresee on that one. Yeah, gonna be crazy. Anyway, that's that's the games. The teams I got to buy were the Niners. I'm sorry, Sam. They're, Who is the I, more I, mediocre I, NFC team? <laughs> the 49ers or the Packers? Oh, man. Tough. It's gotta I be, can't believe the, the Packers, Packers are the 2C. Right? How the fuck did yeah, that how happen? How did that happen? What the fuck? I haven't Who seen let like, this anything happen? on the Packers this year. Like I know they have like a decent defense, but I know people have been talking about Rodgers not being as good. I don't know how the Packers ended up with this many wins. I don't know where they came from. I mean, I think they played a... And again, this is anecdotally because, you know, the NFC North is is weak. Really weak, I think, this year. Um, Outside the Vikings. Yeah, outside of the Vikings. But they're usually two, right? They're usually two decent teams. And then there's the Lions who have at least in the past been able to steal wins from good teams. They didn't yeah. do that this year. Um so like what what we ended up having was two like two mediocre to bad teams in the Bears and the Lions, a mediocre team in the Packers, and then a a pretty damn good team in the Vikings. Right? So you know I you can steal a lot of wins. If you're the Packers, man, you can steal a lot of wins that way. I, I, if I had to pick a team that reached a buy out of the, out of the four teams that got a buy, the Niners, the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Packers, the Packers are the one I have zero faith in. Yeah. The yeah, Packers I are think- the, there's like, there's always one upset in the divisional round, which I guess we can get to next week mm-hmm. if this podcast still exists next week, <laughs> is <laughs> there's always pretty much one divisional round upset. And it like it's got to be the Packers. Yeah, I'm trying like, to like so I'm I'm looking through, right? And obviously you got buys, we got wild card weekend, all that. But if you had to ask me which team I would be most confident will lose its first playoff game, 
I don't think there's, I, I would be very confident in giving you the Packers on that. I'd be very confident betting that the Packers will lose their first playoff game. More confident than I would be, say, like betting that the Titans would lose to the Patriots or that the Eagles even would lose to the Seahawks. Right? Yeah. I think that, I think that, like, so who do, wait, who does the, who do the Packers get? The Packers, they're the two seeds, so they're going to get uh, the highest seed out of the winners. Okay. So if the Saints win, they're going to get the Saints. Mm-hmm. And I guess they'd probably... It's either if... going to be the Saints or the Vikings, then. I think... No, the Vikings right? are the sixth seed. Jeez, so okay. yeah, if the Vikings win, they're going to play the Niners. Because okay. yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yep. whatever the highest seed of the NFC winners is, is going to go against the Packers. Okay. So it's going to be pretty much anyone but the Vikings. Okay, got it. I still I still think, I mean, mostly because it's very unlikely that they'll go against the Eagles, but I still yeah. think that I, I really don't have any faith in the Packers. Um you know, less so than any other team in the playoffs. The Eagles is probably the matchup they want. Yeah, almost definitely. Of course. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want that mm-hmm. matchup? And and hey, that's why I think the Eagles are gonna win, right? Like I, it's it's just it's weird, and it there's the I, Eagles are too no broken to go all the way, but I definitely can see them making a run. Yes, yeah, yeah, I agree. And I hate it. This this week Fucking is gonna be so fun. Well, right. I again, I know you. I know you hate it. I, I as a fan of fun. chaos, right? The yeah, Eagles are delicious. Yes. They are very enticing right now. Like, I think the only team capable of more chaos in the playoffs than the Eagles might be the Titans. I think that, I think that that might be why, in, in looking at this, that's why I'm so excited about uh, this week of games. Is because out of these four games, two have the ability to kind of throw the rest of the playoffs into chaos. Right? Yeah. One out of every, like, 50% of these games, if there is an upset has the ability to kind of throw the entire rest of the playoffs into chaos, which is fucking amazing. It's going to be great. I am Mm -hmm. super pumped about it. Now that we've gone through the playoffs, I guess we could talk about the coaches that got fired. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. We have some... I want to put some... uh, I just want to have a moment of silence for the career of Ron Rivera. I loved Ron Rivera as a coach. I thought he was a great coach. I was excited to see where he would go next year. And despite every move they've made so far being a good move, we know how this ends. Yeah. That's the tragedy of this. Like, if you look at everything that they've done, they've, they're going to be able to draft Chase Young. They won the Chase Young sweepstakes. They The Redskins hired... Ron Rivera as their coach. They hired Jack Del Rio to be defensive coordinator. This team, they fired Bruce Allen, who is just a toxic front office presence. They made all the right decisions. Except except for Dan Snyder. Except Dan Snyder still owns this team. And you can't keep chopping off the branches. You have to kill the root. The Dave, we've also been here before with the Redskins. We've been here many times with the Washington Redskins and, and, and we even knew then not to believe it, right? That 
if if there was any success to be found, it would be short lived uh, and end in tragedy. There's no. I just hope Ron Rivera can get out of there. I don't know why he took the job, honestly. I don't either. He, they must have uh, offered him a level of control that maybe he didn't think he'd get anywhere else. That's that's what I think it was. But, but, but yeah. he's not going to though. Like how what like how were they gonna prompt like in the contract language, was there like he's gonna be in char in like soul the sole guy in charge of all personnel and like drafting decisions no way i have no idea dan snyder famously doesn't like doesn't let anyone do that but him well dan snyder does what dan snyder does dan snyder is very good at bringing new people in to give a fresh situation and then shit will go to hell within two years it's like, I expect the Redskins to be solid next year. Sure. I genuinely do. Sure. Maybe even two years from now, they'll be solid. And then that's when the front office relationship begins to shatter. Because that's it's only it's a matter of time with Dan Snyder before yeah. things go to hell. Every single coach, it's pretty much been this situation. It starts okay. Things look like they're going to be all right. Maybe Dan Snyder's learned patience. Nope. It doesn't take long before his meddling and his bullshit gets in the way and tanks the team and the coach spends at least like one half season looking like they don't give a shit. That's what happened with Gruden. Mm-hmm. Gruden Gruden I thought was a good hire and I still think he's actually a pretty decent coach. Cuz he did pretty decent work with that team despite having, you know, garbage behind him. Yeah, he was he was really put in a, in kind of a Kobayashi Maru situation, and and really, I mean, did most of the best he could. I mean, we, yeah. we spent a lot of time trashing him on the show, but like, like that's the thing. He's there a, wasn't much he else was a he could Redskins do. coach. That's what happens. It's like Browns and quarterbacks. You just every. It doesn't matter how smart everything looks. They haven't earned the benefit of the doubt to actually be like, oh, they've made the right decision. Because right. the problem is still the root of the problem, still there. So there's no reason to believe that this time it'll be different. Mm-hmm. I just like couldn't. There, there will be other coaching needs, right? Like why? Yeah, I I why would. You... I don't understand why Ron Rivera would want to take that gig. I would yeah. rather have the Browns gig than that. Me too. Gig. Me too. A hundred percent. Me too. The Brown. The Browns are a very talented team that just needed actual structure up top. It. It also seems like. It also seems like they're somehow. Somehow, the Browns front office has been a little bit less tumultuous recently than the Redskins front office. Not that they figured out all the, 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 the like shit that they have going on there, but again, I. I, again, I'd rather be a Browns coach, personally. Yeah. The Browns felt like it was just a lack of structure at the top, and the team just wasn't held together. A good coach like Rivera would totally be able to pull that team together. Exactly. Yes. Other coaching vacancies we got. The Giants fired Pat Shermer, which I think was probably the right move in the long run. Yeah. He did not know what a halftime adjustment meant, and his ability to not realize that running Saquon up the middle 
wasn't gonna work <laughs> uh-huh. was was confounding how often he would send him up the middle into a decimated line and Saquon would be able to do nothing and they'd be like, oh, Saquon sucks now. Like, no, like, have you seen where they're sending him? They're not putting, they're not using him properly. They have no idea how to use him. Giant situation. You'd think it would be easy. You'd think it would yeah. be really easy to know how to, it's like these people never watch college film. Uh, Giants fired him and they're, they're currently interviewing a bunch of people. I saw they're interviewing Mike McCarthy. Um, there's a lot of talk about the Baylor coach, uh, Matt Rule. Is that how you pronounce his name? Matt yeah. Rule? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of talk about him because he's had some ties to the Giants in the past. Uh, I think he's worked with David Gettleman before. The Giants are keeping Gettleman on for now, which I'm unsure about. But this is probably going to be his sink or swim year, honestly. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, the thing is, like, he's been kind of hamstrung by the terrible garbage contracts that he was left with by Jerry yeah. Reese, his final season spending spree. And this is the first season in the two years Gettleman's been there that they've been out of cap hell. Right. I, and I also We're going to have $70 million dollars to work with this offseason because we're not going to be paying Eli, I presume. Yeah. Uh, we got out of the JPP contract, the any Odell Beckham stuff. Like, all the big contracts are now off the books and we have a big wide open just like slate to just pay free agents to come in i don't know how well that's gonna go because so far his free agencies and his trade decisions have been pretty bad Mm. the only good free agent he's kind of signed so far has been golden tate that's kind of it nate soldier has been a complete disaster no one no one like golden tate like there was no reason to believe that Golden Tate would be good. Because Golden Tate was always kind of mediocre. I actually always liked Golden Tate. And I was I, actually, oh, me too. Me too. I, I don't hate it. I, 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 just, I, was, like, I was happy to get Golden Tate. Uh, the timing of it was obviously unfortunate because we had just let Beckham go. So it was kind of right. like, well, we just replaced Beckham with Golden Tate. Obviously, Golden Tate's going to look worse than that. And he didn't do anything when he was on the Eagles when everyone expected him to. But I think the Eagles just didn't use him right. Sure. Sure. I I was excited about Golden Tate. Golden Tate more or less lived up to my expectations this year, which was he shouldn't have been the number one guy, but he was kind of forced into that role. He did okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with Tate, but that's been like the only good signing Gettleman has made. Alec Ogletree was terrible. We had a year of Jonathan Stewart that was terrible. We had we signed Nate Soldier. He was terrible. Like none the, the trade we traded for Leonard Williams that was a terrible decision. Like. His drafting has been pretty good. His everything, his free agency and trades has been bad. So seventy million on to play with makes me just go. I still don't know. And the dysfunction of the past several years hasn't exactly made the Giants a like high class destination. I think. I think. I think that the other thing is, it's too early to render a definitive verdict on Daniel Jones. I know, I, I, yeah, I know that you agree with me on this, but if next year Daniel Jones comes out, is starting and looks like a, like quarterback that might be a franchise quarterback in two or three years, you know, that he's shown the potential this year. That's the thing. He did. He did. Like this year, he was much better than expected this year. I'm worried we're going to have a Baker Mayfield situation. 
Yeah. Where right. er, yeah. everybody's like hype on him, and then next year everyone's gonna like have more film. Well, and... I don't know if anyone's really hype on him, man. He yeah. looked he looked pretty bad at a lot of points this season, which again I'm willing to like to overlook because he's a young guy, and a lot of young quarterbacks kind of just get bounced because they're not ready to start right out of college. Um, you know, but like, I, I don't, I, again, I think that, I think that at least in, in the eyes of the fans and in the eyes of people that make hiring decisions, the biggest thing will be whether or not Daniel Jones works out. And if, and if, you know, we get to week four and Daniel Jones Honestly, still looks if rusty. we can, if we can shore up the offensive line legitimately yep. this off season, the Giants offense will probably be good. Yep. Because Jones will have actual time to get rid of the ball. He'll have better protection and we'll have a good running back for him to throw to. And I, I think the wide receivers are okay enough at this point that we just need a line. We need a line and defense. Mm-hmm. 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 Lots of defense. Like all the defense. We have no defensive talent at all. It's terrible. But yeah, I there's a lot there's a lot I'm I'm skeptical on the future, but sure. I'm always vaguely hopeful. Uh, sure. The Cowboys, as of this recording, have not yet fired Jason Garrett, yeah, which is do hilarious. They, do you think they will? I'm still like, like I thought it would have happened by now. Area, now I'm now too. I'm wondering if they won't. I'm because see, I don't think there's no will. reason for them to not have fired him by now because they're already missing out on like the coaching search. Because the teams that have actually fired their head coaches, like the Browns and the Giants and the, the Skins, they were all gung-ho going for all the, the candidates and stuff like that. I, I would have that, thought I would have thought that as soon as Ron Rivera got shit-canned, Jason Garrett was out of town and Jerry Jones was like on the next plane to North Carolina to, to try and hire Ron Rivera. The, the, only, the only other candidate that I might – make it work is that i i'm hearing josh mcdaniels is getting pretty ready to leave uh-huh sure which i mean i don't know why anyone would trust him to leave after what he did to the colts two years ago but mm-hmm. you never know like i could see the cowboys going after mcdaniels if they decide to get rid of garrett i just why haven't they gotten rid of garrett yet this was garrett's make or break season and he blew it right spectacularly they were handed a garbage division on a silver platter, and they fucked it up. Unreal. So I, I hope they completely mess this up, because honestly, it's hilarious that they have somehow not fired Jason Garrett yet. Knowing our history, he'll be fired by the time this goes up, or yeah. he'll have graduated into, like, I don't know, a front office role in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's stupid that he's not fired yet. Speaking of coaches, I'm not. I'm surprised didn't get fired I'm surprised Dan Quinn didn't get fired. I I'm I'm not. I I think that again, if if if, and maybe this is just for me to be, completely like, uh, I guess consistent, uh, with with my opinions. If if you're going by the thought that there was some nagging injury to Matt Ryan, um, that got taken care of. I, you can't really fire Dan Quinn over that. I don't think you can fire Dan Quinn over this season. The team ended up looking pretty scary down the stretch. Obviously it was too little too late, but yeah, 
like the Falcons offense looked like a legitimately powerful offense uh, for, you know, the last few games of the season. And obviously, like the way it works in the NFL is if you finish the season strong, sometimes it doesn't matter how you started the season. It doesn't matter that you pissed away your chance at the playoffs like six weeks in, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you can show that like the team is trending upwards and that maybe you have consist fixed some of the consistent flaws in your team. Yeah. Not to say whether it's a good decision or not. I just understand why it happened and I'm personally okay with it. I, I think next year will be much better more of a test yeah i think next year quinn's gonna be on the short on the hot seat for sure yeah i think matt patricia uh and matt Nagy will also both be very much on the hot seat yeah i'm 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 more surprised that we haven't really heard like all the scuttlebutt about matt patricia is like will they fire him and that's just kind of where it ends there hasn't been anyone really I, th- I think I saw something that's saying that like no Matt Patricia will be our coach in 2020 which okay. I think I think they're giving him next year but he's got to do better than it, he's been it, it really seems like he has kind of taken the Lions and not tanked them but like man they're in they, they got see, rid they of really a better coach like, for him yeah like, Jim Caldwell like wasn't a great coach but he's a better coach than Patricia has been right do you think people know now not to hire? Uh, no, because Josh Belichick McDaniels assistants. is probably going to be hired this offseason. That's so. fair. That's fair. The fucking Josh McDaniels cycle. Fuck. <sighs> I am so excited for these games. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's it's going to be great. I did, football, man. Football's, football looks good for the next few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this play these uh this playoff season. Even if the honestly, even if the Patriots win, like there's a lot of other exciting shit to be found. It's not literally just going to be waiting for the Patriots to run train on everyone else. There are this this I think top to bottom might be one of the It doesn't feel as inevitable this season exactly. as it has. And even if it, it does it become can still inevitable, happen, right? Yeah, if the, if the Patriots make the Super Bowl, I'm just giving up. Fair. But fair. until that moment, it's kind of like it feels a little more open-ended than it's felt in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really do think top to bottom that that this is one of the more competitive, like, playoff, I guess, brackets? Whatever you want yeah. to call it that we've had in a pretty long time. <sighs> Sam. Yes. I guess I'll have to catch you on the flip side of these games. Catch me on the flip flip of these game games. Uh, But in the meantime, y'all can follow me at uh, Robots Fighting Dinosaurs on Twitch and Instagram. I'm starting to stream again. I think, um, I don't know if it's going to be, I'm going to be able to do it next week, but I'm going to start doing Wednesdays, Thursdays. Are you Saturdays. doing We Fit or Ring I'm doing, Fit? I'm going to be doing Ring Fit. I'm. <laughs> you heard Are you the post. only person who's submitted... Like, if you guys don't know this, Sam is doing Ring Fit Adventure speedruns, yep. which is the most Sam Grezis thing I've ever heard in my life. The idea is I'm going to try and... Uh, so Awesome Games Done Quick starts this weekend, so it's going to be a really good weekend for you, boy, Sam. Um, uh, but Summer Games Done Quick is coming up, and they take speedruns, and I'm going to try and speedrun this weird Nintendo Switch exercising game for it. 
Uh, I'm going to be doing practice runs on Twitch so that I can have, like, video on demands to send to them. But I'm also probably going to be playing, I don't know, some fucking Mario Maker, see if I can do any Kaizo shit. Or, uh, I'm also going to be at some point, I'm doing Dry January, but, like, I'm going to bring back shower beer reviews, do that on Twitch. It'll be a good time. Um, so yeah. Uh, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, I don't have anything more specific than that. But also, you can find me on Twitter, at Sam Gresses, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-C-E-S. Dave? I'm Dropplay Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Dropplay Dave, on Facebook at the Dropplay Karmic, and on Instagram at Dropplay Dave, where I'm still temporarily alive, and so is this podcast. Hopefully, we'll get back to our normal schedule this week, because playoffs are the best. But thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, aspiring entrepreneurial boys and venture capitalist girls of all ages, I hope you brought your financial portfolio, your most ridiculously overpriced watch, and your most cuttingly skeptical facial expression, because this is Brand Standing. Brand Standing is a 100% totally real podcast which features real entrepreneurs really battling it out to win the favor of investors and you. Excuse me. Hi. Yeah, this is Taylor from Legal Balthazar Games. We're legally obligated to state that this, in fact, is a podcast based on a game. Which is what we would have to say if it wasn't completely real. Which it is! Our contestants come to us from the cutthroat cacophony of the capitalist crush to bring us the most vivid and vivacious adventures seeking to satiate our striving for success. Uh, no. 30 minutes prior to each recording session, each of our contestants was given two pieces of information. The first, a type of business, hair salon, lawyer's office, haberdashery, and so on. The second, a demographic, Vikings, pirates, people who own snakes for some reason. They had to come up with the name of that business. Which they've been working on for months, years maybe. Also their business plan, their marketing strategy, their organizational structure, business cards, jingles, schematics for promotional squeaky toys. So for our very real contestants, if the idea is right and the pitch is tight, they might wind up doggy paddling in a kiddie pool of that extra sharp investor cheddar. Most importantly, though, Brand Standing gives you the opportunity to step into the role of investor as well. Dear listener, you can grab your leather-bound business planner and go to brandstanding.show and vote for your favorite entrepreneur. I'm legally required to read the following disclaimer. Brand Standing is a 100% contrived show based on the fabulously fun improv game of the same name, coming to Kickstarter this spring. It features podcasters, comedians, writers, and more misusing their talents to come up with brilliant and hilarious business ideas for your amusement. Grandstanding may not be for everyone. Extended listening has been known to lead to earbud rash, unpredictable bouts of hilarity, and thinking up brilliant names for a mini golf course marketed to deep sea divers while you're lying in bed at 2 a.m. Is what we would say if we weren't total tools who hated fun. To stay up to date, you can head over to brandstanding.show or wherever your favorite real podcasts are hosted.
Do you like making fun of really, really bad ghost hunting shows? There's one in particular we enjoy making fun of. It's called Ghost Adventures, and it includes things such as... Bad fashion sense. Grown men yelling at nothing. Outrageously large belt buckles. Too much hair gel. And unfortunately, a lot of really cringy, painful, and socially unaware stuff, too. I'm Cassie. And I'm Max. We're the hosts of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. Find Insanely Haunted for free wherever you get your podcasts.